0: So I'm reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since i myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you most excellent theophilus so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught thank you so much margaret for reading that for us Um, Thank you. Let me move out of your way there. That's, uh, that's great. Um, please do uh, have on your service sheets those readings. Uh, if you've got an app or a Bible with you, uh, then do open it up to uh, Luke chapter 1 as well. Um, let me add my welcome to that valley. Ali. Uh, my name's Ben, and it's really lovely to be with you this morning uh, and to be looking uh, at God's Word together. I'm just going to pray for us uh, as we do that, uh, that God would speak to us. So shall we pray together. Father, thank you so, so much that you promise when your word is read uh, that you speak. And so, Father, I pray that you would speak to us today. I pray you give us certainty. Might it be that this morning, as we look at your word, that we would leave this place as people who are more sure of what we have been taught. That we might know and enjoy the gospel more richly, more deeply, um, and more confidently, I pray. Amen. It's a great time of year, isn't it? It's a really lovely time of year. There's there's loads of different things going on. We're giving gifts to businesses. We've been out giving Advent calendars. Uh, And I wonder how you feel about that. Uh, Maybe you are super excited by those things. Maybe some of those things daunt you a little bit. And actually, I think that's one of the things that's been really encouraging. Uh, Seeing some of of us as we were given Advent calendars to give to our neighbours, and that was a bit scary. And yet actually it showed that kind of depth of faith to say, okay, I'm going to do something that's a little bit scary because I want my neighbours uh, to find out uh, about Jesus. We're, we're in a season as a church where there's a whole load of things that are going on, uh, all sorts of things that we can invite our friends to, all sorts of things uh, where, where people can find out about the hope uh, that we profess. Um, but it might be actually that even as you're thinking about that, that you're thinking, that's a little bit scary too how can I be sure, how can I be really sure of what I believe? How can I be sure that I can invite people and they will hear something that doesn't just sound like fairy tales to them? Well, this Uh, book, the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, is what we're going to be studying throughout our time over Christmas, over the next few weeks. Uh, And and Luke starts, actually, uh, by giving us uh, confidence. Did he see what he he said? He said he was writing, verse 4, so that you might know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. Uh, He wants us to know uh, the certainty of what we've been taught. Uh, And so, uh, what he does is he gives us a credible uh, account. That's the first thing that we're going to see, that Luke gives us a credible uh, account. Who's writing? It's, it's written by uh, Luke. Uh, Luke, the same guy who wrote the book of Acts, um, uh, he, he, uh, he wrote two books in the Bible. Um, and, uh, and the interesting thing about the book of Acts is it all starts off uh, in, the, uh, in, in the, the third person. They did this, they did that. And then it moves to the first person, we did this, we did that. You see, what we've got in the writer of the book of Luke is somebody who has hung around with people who were really there, hung around with people uh, like Paul uh, and James and John. Um, we see actually uh, from, um, from the end of 1 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy that uh, he, he, he was around with Paul when others weren't. There's that lovely bit at the end of 2 Timothy where where Paul is writing to Timothy and he says, Oh, uh, when you come, can you bring my scrolls and and can you bring the coat with you? Everyone's deserted me except good old Timothy, Uh, except good old uh, Luke. Good old Luke is is with me. At the end of Colossians, we find out that Luke was a doctor, uh, like some of you. He was uh, medically trained. Uh, We find out that he was a Gentile as well, not somebody who was uh, Jewish by background, uh, but somebody for whom all of this stuff wouldn't have come with the kind of cultural baggage of this is what everyone before me has done. Luke's um, one of the only two books, Luke and Acts, in the Bible that are written by non-ethnically Jewish people. Uh, And so it's, it's fantastic to be there. It, it might also explain why it's, a bit, it's got a bit of a different feel to the start of Luke than the other books. In fact, Luke and Acts, they start similarly. They both talk about Theophilus, this guy who he's writing to. Uh, but they also use different language. In, uh, in the Greek, um, Luke is um, it's, it's notoriously difficult, actually, because it's highfalutin language. These, this first four verses is one sentence in, in the Greek, uh, and it uses words that aren't found anywhere else in the Bible, In fact, if you want to find the kind of terminology that is used in Luke 1, 1 1-4, the place you find it is in the academic textbooks of the day. In other words, Luke is writing an academically verifiable document. And you can tell that he's done that. He's, he's done his literature review. That's what you do in academic uh, documents, don't you? Uh, he says, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled in us. Luke's read those accounts. If you read the, the book of Mark and then the book of Luke together, you, you see areas where Luke is drawing on what Mark has, uh, has written. Uh, Luke has, has, has read it and digested it. Uh, but he isn't just going on what he's seen in the other books You see, Luke, he's also spoken to the eyewitnesses. Did you see that? Verse 2, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Luke has seen and spoken with people who were there back then. In Acts 21, we find out that Luke has gone off to Jerusalem, which means that he's met with Jesus' brother, James. How did he find out about all the stuff that happened around Mary. and uh, Well, because he's met with the family. He's chatted to them. He's spoken to people who can say, yeah, I was there. I, I saw that. I heard that. Uh, we've already heard that he's hung around with Paul. That's why he's able to talk about Paul's story a, as well. Uh, and, and so what uh, Luke has done is he, he's done the research. He's looked into it. Uh, and we see that in places like um, in, in Luke 19. There's, uh, there's that story. You know the story of the really short guy? He went up a tree to see Jesus. You you know that fairly well. And he, he, he doesn't tell it like that. Luke tells us, and remember Luke is somebody who didn't grow up in Israel. He's a Gentile. Luke tells us about the name of that person, Zacchaeus. He tells us actually about the tree that he climbed up. It's not just any old tree. It's a sycamore fig tree. Now that's pretty remarkable detail, isn't it? Think of it like this. Uh, imagine if I said to you, "I'd like you, please, to write a uh, write a story, uh, and I'd like you, please, to set it in um, in Zurich, uh, and I'd like you to set it in 1980. Story in Zurich, 1980. You can't use the internet. Off you go." And imagine you write down a, a bit of a story, uh, and and I give it to somebody who lived in Zurich in 1980. Uh, they might look at it and they might read it and they say, "Wow, you, you're a great author. You should you should." Totally, published something. A um, couple of corrections, though. Uh, you've made the main character. You've given him the name Hans. Um, actually, nobody was called Hans in those days. It was. It wasn't very popular in the 1980s. That was much more in the 40s. Uh, and um, and see here. Look, you've, you've said that there are privet hedges uh, around the garden. Zurich doesn't have any privet hedges. It doesn't grow very well there. Now. I don't know, actually, what life is like in Zurich in the 1980s. I'm sorry, I've got no idea. Hans maybe, be a, a great name. Uh, but the point is, that the people who were there did. Now, imagine here, Luke writes his gospel. And it turns up in the town. And they go, who's Zacchaeus? Nobody's ever heard of Zacchaeus. And uh, why is he talking about fig trees? Uh, Sycamore fig trees? They... they, 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 they we don't have any of those. It would have been discredited immediately, wouldn't it? And yet, Luke includes that level of detail because he's spoken to people who were there. People who were so surprised at what happened to Zacchaeus, they couldn't help but say, oh, he, climbed, he climbed that tree over, you know, the sycamore fig tree right out there. He spoke to them. He spoke to the people who were there, the eyewitnesses. You see, Luke is saying, I have done the research. I've done the research about the type of tree so that when it gets to the stuff about the angels, stuff that was as weird to me as a Gentile as it is to you as Gentiles here today, well, you can trust me because I've done the research. I've read the books. I've spoken to the people. He's giving us a credible account. Uh, he's, he's giving us an account of a fulfillment as well. Did you notice that? He said, um, um, many have undertaken to draw up an account, verse 1, of the things that have been fulfilled among us. This is the second reason that we can trust uh, what's said. Uh, in fact, um, I had a friend, uh, he's now, um, he works down at Wycliffe Church now, but um, he, uh, he used to teach with me up in, uh, up in Blythe. And I remember one of the kids saying to him, sir, you're a Christian, aren't you? He said, yeah, I am. He said, can you give me one good reason to believe in all the Jesus stuff? And he said, uh, he was much quicker than I have. I've had to write it down. And he said, actually, I can give you 357 reasons. Said it straight off the top. Uh, Why? 357 reasons? Precisely because there are 357 different prophecies about Jesus that are fulfilled uh, in the book of Luke. A, a number of things that Jesus is fulfilling that are promises that have happened uh, beforehand. You see, the funny thing about Luke is it starts at verse 1 to 4 in that kind of academic style. Uh, and then verse 5 uh, through for the next bit, it, it sounds a lot like another book. It sounds a lot like the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Bible, the Septuagint. In fact, you can pick up some of those ideas, can't you? You, you, you see there... Um, a barren woman in her, uh, uh, aged woman who has a child. Again, an echo of what happened so often in the early chapters of the Bible. You see there uh, terms like the son of David or, or descendant of David. Uh, again, picking up from the Old Testament uh, of the Bible. Uh, you see actually um, uh, in, the, in the songs that you, you get later on in, uh, in, in Luke, if Mary's song and, uh, and, and Zechariah's song, they sound very much like the Psalms. And it's because Luke is picking up on, on an imagery from the Bible, uh, from the Old Testament. Uh, and, and it's as if he's saying, I haven't just read the new books. I've read the old ones too. I've read the scriptures. Uh, and what's going to happen is you're going to see fulfillment after fulfillment of them. In fact, I'll just flip forward to it. Um, I haven't totally planned to do this, but that's okay. Um, chapter 4 of, uh, of Luke is where you get uh, Jesus starting to, to speak. Um, uh, before that, lots of talk about him. In chapter 4, you get his, his, his first few words. Let me just read you a few of the first few words that Jesus says. Um, literally the first words in, 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 in Luke's gospel. Uh, 4 verse 4, if you're following. Um, uh, it is written. 4 verse 8, it is written. 4 verse 9, um, sorry, uh, 4 verse 10, it, uh, 4, it is written. 4 verse 12, it, it is said. In other words, it is written. And then what does Jesus do? He quotes from the prophet Isaiah in verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He closes the scroll. All of the eyes in the synagogue are on him. And what does he say? Verse 21, if you're following. He began by saying to them today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Luke is showing that what he is writing as he's researched is the fulfillment of all these promises made about Jesus in the Old Testament. Promises about where he would be born. Promises about what kind of death he would have. Who would be there when he died. Whether or not he would rise from the dead at his ascension. Do you know, um, a few years ago, the band Busted uh, released a fantastic song. Um, it, uh, it was called Year 3000, uh, and it had these, these, these lyrics. And you can tell that they were basically Shakespeare of the 21st century. Um, they said, um, I- I've been to the year 3000. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. Uh, and your great-great-great-granddaughter, she's pretty fine. Now... Um, <laughs> Other than the slight problem of the fact that great-great-great-granddaughter would probably be fairly old by the year 3000. So if she was pretty fine, that would be uh, remarkable. Um, imagine for a second if the year 3000 rolled around and somebody pulled out that, that busted song and they, and they read it and they said, wow, that's... that's it, it, our life is strangely similar to how it was in 2020, uh, no, 20, 2000, I think it was, the song came out, um, uh, the year 2000, uh, except for, look at all this water, look, they used to live above the water, this is, wow, this is, this is incredible, and, uh, and Ben Tanner's great, great, great granddaughter, wow, wow, she's a supermodel, now, that would be remarkable, wouldn't it, that, it, it, it and I'm being silly, aren't I? Because how could a band in 20 in 2000 know what it would be like a thousand years later? Only there were people in the Old Testament who were pointing forward to Jesus a thousand years later. His quote was 700 years before he was born. Again and again and again, he was fulfilling promises about him. Okay. Luke, he he gives us a credible account. He gives us an account of fulfillment. But he also gives us a written account. He said, uh, end of verse 3, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you might know the certainty of the things you've been taught. We don't know who Theophilus is. Um, Evidently, he's been taught some stuff. Theophilus means lover of God, somebody who loves God maybe he did, Um, maybe he'd been on a first century Hope Explored course, I don't know. Um, But Luke is writing to him. He uh, he doesn't say, come on round, I'll just chat you through stuff. He says, "Uh, I'm going to write you an account in order that you would be certain. And today he writes us an account in order that we might be certain too. You see, as Luke put pen to paper, uh, as Christians we believe that it wasn't just Luke's words that went in. Yes, he did the work. Yes, he read the books. Yes, he saw the fulfillment of scripture. But these words are God's words themselves. Which means that actually if we want to be certain, we too need to read this book. We too need to listen to this book. Because as we look at this book, it will work on us as much as we might work on it coming up to a season of invitation when we can invite people along to all sorts of things? How can we possibly have confidence? Maybe you're sitting here today and you're feeling like, I, I'm struggling to have confidence in what's going to be said and what's, uh, in what's going to be given out. If that's you, can I encourage you, why not take some time to look at the book of Luke yourself this week? Now, challenge you, how's your Bible reading going? Book of Luke, I reckon, one long bath, Nice evening in front of the fire. You can get through the book of Luke. Why not do that? Why not do that? So that then you might be able to chat to your friends all the more as, you find out, uh, as they find out about Luke over the coming weeks. If you haven't got a copy of Luke, give us a shout. We've got loads of them, and we can give you a, a few copies of that. Uh, we'll be giving them out over Christmas as well. But shall I lead us in a prayer? And then I'll hand back to Ali. Father, thank you so, so much that we don't have to guess what you're like. We don't have to uh, guess at what happens. Father, that we don't even, when we see miraculous things, and I guess we should expect miraculous things when God comes to earth, but but that we don't even have to accept those things on uh, on, on just a a whim or a half-thought. Thank you that people have done the hard work so that we can be certain of what we've been taught. Father, where we have been... um, where we've been skimping on on spending time in your word, help us to to do that well. Father, where we've got genuine questions, help us to ask them of the text. And Father, I pray that you would speak to us and lead us to your son, that we might might enjoy him well this Christmas. For I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.